Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. Do you want to introduce our guest? We just have a little Eloise here, so if you hear little grunts and squeaks (laughs) and sucking noises, that's who that is. But we're so excited to be recording this episode today all about deepening friendships. We got a lot of really awesome feedback on the Instagram, so I'm just excited to talk about it. But do you want to go first with your moment of gratitude? Yes. Okay. Um... I was having a little moment this morning. I got Lola out of her bed and was nursing her and was just realizing, like, I only have 11 more days of nursing my baby girl, and then she's going to be one and a toddler. I, I, I'm i not planning on stopping nursing because she's turning one, but, you know, she's not going to be a baby. She's going to be a toddler. Totally. And, and all that comes with that. Yes. Yeah. And just realizing, like, this went so fast and just feeling so so grateful then a little I had another moment later in the day I just got her these sweet little shoes and I just saw them sitting out on my counter and was just kind of shocked that I have a baby girl and I get to be her mother and she's here and she's healthy and that's just I was just feeling so grateful just you know those moments that feel like Wow. It like really hits home. Yes. Yes, I totally know. I had a couple of those today. And that's, that's what I'm so really sweet. grateful for. I love that. Um, I am grateful. Last weekend, we, um, for Friday night, I, I don't know, Johnny kind of took charge. It was like, we're going out. We're going to go bowling. Anyway, we went out to pizza and went bowling, just our family. And it was the first time I think that we've like really been like out to dinner as a family of five with no one else there. And it was just so special. Like the whole time I just couldn't stop smiling at my kids and just thinking like, this is it. Like this is us for the rest of forever. Like we, this is us, you know, like it was just the best. Anyway, I'm just so grateful for that. I love that. That's such a cute one. Um, okay. So let's talk about friendships. (laughs) I feel like I wanted to talk about this because there's such a big difference between a friendship that feels like, I hate to say like a surface level friendship because there's no such thing as a a bad friendship. Actually, that's not true. I guess there are toxic friendships, but we're not (laughs) talking about those today. But I feel like there is such a big difference between a friendship where you can talk about things that are smaller and then there's a friendship that feels really deep and feels like you can be vulnerable and rely on each other and that's just so much more of a fulfilling friendship and I feel like there's so much work and effort and love that goes from one form to the next and I just wanted to talk about all that comes with that and if you don't follow us on Instagram you should it's at kindred underscore conversations but I asked today I just threw a question box up saying, we're talking about this. What do you want to know? And so we'll be talking about a few of those questions, but also just a few that we have wanted to talk about as well. Okay. So first I feel like Paris and I actually often, um, I feel like we talk about this topic often about, um, forming deep relationships versus, and like authentic relationships versus just like quick ways to connect with people. Yeah. And what's the difference between like a more surface level relationship and a truly deep relationship. And I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I feel like I am guilty of for sure of more surface level. And I think we all are, but as we like mature emotionally and mature in our relationships that we learn to have more authentic, yeah. deep relationships. And in my mind, like truly the difference 
is there's like this false sense of connection that comes from, um, I think about Brene Brown and the way she talks about it, about short circuiting friendship yeah, and how, um, it's things like gossip, um, things that feel like really shocking, you know, to be like, it's almost like this fake vulnerability. Yeah. When you like talk about things that you're like, I can't believe you said that an embarrassing moment or like something kind of risque or like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what I heard. It's like this really quick way to connect with people. But like when it's all said and done, that hasn't actually deepened the relationship in any true way. So when hardship comes like there's no foundation to that friendship well vulnerability I feel like is such an interesting thing because vulnerability is like the most important thing when it comes to deepening a friendship but at the same time you can't just you can't just like unload it all on someone and expect to be so close like it almost has to be done incrementally totally the first time (laughs) you connect with somebody it can be over like I had a I had a hard day as a mom today or this way imperfect today rather than like this is my deepest darkest secret and expecting that to make you so close like it takes vulnerability but it also takes time and consistency and trust because being vulnerable without that trust I mean that's only one-sided yeah. and a one-sided friendship doesn't really have a whole lot of substance totally I also when you're talking about like consistency and time to form this deeper relationship it makes me think about find your people I wish that I had the stats but when we read that book she like at the very beginning talks about how many hours it takes on average to form different types of relationships and it goes from like acquaintance to friend to close friend to best friend yeah and it was really interesting because I feel like it just goes to show that like there truly isn't a way I mean I don't know. There, I mean, there is. That maybe was a blanket statement. But most often, there isn't a way to just like shortcut to yeah. best friend, you know? Yeah. And that truly, truly just time and consistently showing up for each other and just the hours actually spent in building a relationship, that is what creates good friends. Totally. I also think it's important to realize that not everybody can be a best friend. Like there's just not room in your life for every acquaintance to be this deep, deep friendship. Like that's just not realistic. You only have the capacity for so many. And I wanted to just preface this whole episode with you need to go listen to our episode about find your people because that's a good one. And if you want more, you should read her book because we loved it by Jenny Allen. Anyways, if you are wanting more real statistics and the studies yeah go to those episodes or the that book highly highly recommend but today you're getting our our thoughts (laughs) (laughs) just from real life experience yes okay the other thing that you said that I think is really interesting is this I feel like my mindset surrounding this particular idea has changed over the last couple of years because when I had Brooks, I feel like Johnny and I were not established in any way. Like I had just graduated, would just moved to a new, um, new neighborhood and didn't just didn't like a new church community. Anyway, we just didn't know anybody. And at the time I didn't fully understand that I didn't have a, I didn't have enough relationships to understand that the difference between like best friend and acquaintance or close friend or good friend 
Um, isn't in any way that like you like the best friend more than anyone else. Yeah. It really is just a matter of, in so many cases, a matter of convenience and a matter of situation in life. And totally. that is not to say that like, oh, I think they're better than these, uh, my acquaintances. Yeah. It's just like this time of life, like we are fitting, we are filling each other's yeah. cups and like fitting each other's needs in this way. Yeah. Anyway, now four years later, as I have like really invested in a number of relationships and I feel like our circle has grown so much, I've come to realize that I genuinely love and admire everyone in my circle, regardless of how often I see them or what roles they're playing in my life. But it's just not feasible for to spend, you know, all that time with every single person to make them a best friend. And that's okay. Yeah. Maybe in another time in life, you know, we'll move next to each other and, and they can fill that role or whatever. But it's not the ranking system that I thought it was. Totally. Jenny Allen talks in her book about the five mile radius. Yeah. And I I don't remember how exactly she says it, but basically your closest people need to be in a five mile radius and you at least need to be close with people in a five mile radius. It doesn't mean that you can't be friends with people outside of that, but you have to have people right around you I feel like especially in this phase of life where it's like I need to quickly drop something off or we're doing a quick park date it's not like something so big or so fancy that like it's okay I actually have something to share about this exact thought share because at the time we read the book this principle like really stood out to me I thought it was really interesting because we had just moved and I was kind of thinking like who is in my five mile radius and Anyway, it's just stuck with me. I've thought about it a number of times since. And thank heavens we are close. Thank, <laughs> thank heavens we're within five miles. Yes. <laughs> um, but the other day, I... So it was like just after I'd had Eloise, she's maybe like two weeks old. Johnny took Wells with him, gone for 30 minutes. It was so fast. And Eloise had like a really goopy eye at the time that I was like kind of worried about. And... Anyway, it was nighttime, you know, that time that they just want to be held. And basically, as I'm like trying to calm her down and like talk to the doctor, like the after hours and like ask about her eye because it was getting kind of swollen, then Brooks throws up. And I just was like, oh, what do I do? Like, there's throw up on my couch. I got to get it off. Like, I got to throw this stuff in the wash. I need him in the bath. He's got a fever. I'm on the phone with the doctor. You need three of you. Someone needs to call or someone needs to hold Eloise. Yeah. And in that moment, it was literally my first thought was like five mile radius. This is why you need people within your five mile radius. And I'm just racking my brain. Who lives close by? Anyway, thank heavens. I like had a number of people that I could call. And, and I literally have the best neighbors on the planet. So one of my sweet neighbors ran over and came and held Eloise so I could take care of Brooks and everything. But it was one of those moments that I'm like this, like yeah. this phase of life you do need. Yeah. You have to invest in, in geographically close relationships. Yeah, you do. It's just... It's just essential. And that's not to say that there's not value in friends that live far away, but that's essential. Yeah, I Um, agree. Okay, one thing I was thinking about as well is having a hobby together or something to look forward to together. Like I know you have done tennis lessons with friends and that's so fun. Yeah. Um, I just joined a book club that's so fun and it's something, you know, you can regularly look forward to. And I feel like having that consistency is so helpful so I also feel like okay now Miles is in preschool like who's who's going to preschool at the same time Miles is what moms can we get lunch with after or go on a walk with while he's at school just kind of figuring out who 
who you're already naturally crossing paths with or if there's someone that you do want to become closer with then making your paths cross more yes that's something that marissa was it g's her middle initial franco talked about um seriously i cannot recommend that episode and just her instagram enough it's it's really great anyway one of the things that she mentioned was that that's a really good way to deepen relationships is if you have some kind of consistency like a a book club or something like that a consistent group get together then she was like you have this base like base friendship this foundation that you're building on and then from there you can kind of one-on-one meet up with other people to then deepen that relationship and how that's just like a really organic way which which I loved and it has made me think um I don't know. I just think sometimes you have to, like you have the circle of friends that sometimes to maintain those relationships, which I think a lot of people asked about this, like maintaining long distance relationships or even friendships that you've had for a really long time, but. And are now less convenient. Yes. Yeah. They kind of, they, they wane at times in life and that is okay. Um, Then I think looking outside the box a little bit, just like going through your day and and just feeling like okay organically naturally like who what makes sense yeah totally I also feel like those friends that you have um drifted from I feel like whether it's phase of life or distance or whatever it is but you still want to have really meaningful connections with I feel like something monthly like that or even semi-annually or whatever it is to look forward to is a really really great way to maintain those friendships that are really important to you but are not convenient and you aren't going to see them because you're doing preschool drop-off together or because you're neighbors but you really want to make a big effort for so maybe if they're like your childless childhood best friends maybe you do like a yearly trip or maybe if they're just you know spread further away and your kids schedules don't align maybe you do like a monthly book club or cookbook club or whatever it is and I feel like having that is uh, just makes a a big difference also I have to say if you have a long distance friend Marco Polo is really really great yeah I totally agree it can be so hard I talk about this with my sister all the time because we do have a time difference yeah and our schedules aren't the same on top of that and so I just feel like it's really difficult to find like that time you know when we want to have a deep conversation to be able to get on the phone and chat for 90 minutes like that just is it feels like once in a blue moon you know and that's my favorite thing about Marco Polo it's like you know I can pour my heart out on there and when she has the time to give to that conversation then she can get on and listen and respond and I I love it for that but also I feel like along the lines of like friends that are in like long distance or friendships you've had for a long time a lot of people asked about um friends in different phases of life which I thought was also really interesting and so thoughtful yeah honestly and I feel like honestly you kind of have two ways to come at it one is I feel like there are those friends who even if they are in a different phase of life and these are like your really close friends that even if they're in a different phase of life, it's like they still want to be a part of all the things. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're the friends who maybe they don't have kids, but like they want to be at your daughter's first birthday party. Yeah. Or like they don't mind going out to lunch with you and you having your kids with them. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, anyway, I feel like there are those friends who just like you're really, really close ones. They're, they just want to be there for all the moments. Yeah. Then I feel like they're the friends who maybe you don't know them super well or, um, you know, it's maybe just not super convenient to to make all of that happen. 
then the the second tactic I think is you start thinking outside of the box. Like you're going to have to put a little bit more effort into it. And guess what? Like if you have a friend with teenagers and you've got two year olds, like you're probably not going to get together for a play date. Yeah. So really putting effort into like, Hey, would love to go out to dinner this night and get a babysitter and go out to dinner. Yeah. I think, I think you kind of have to differentiate the friendships and what, um, what will deepen them. Totally. I also think if it's somebody that's ahead of you in phase of life, like they have older kids or grown up or maybe they have kids and you don't have kids yet. I think that, you know, ask for their advice. Like nobody loves any, nobody loves anything more than giving advice Mm -hmm. and feeling like their opinion is valued. I feel like that's a really, really great way to get close with people. My mom, my mom had a lot of friends that were, you know, 10 years ahead of her. And I know that's one way they got really close is she just wanted all of their advice and she genuinely wanted it and they gave it and that brought a real closeness. So I feel like ask for advice. Um, also support them in whatever they're doing. Like I was, I was thinking while you were talking, um, my little sister, so <laughs> friendship in a different way, but my little sister, she's a dancer and she's amazing. And I take my kids and we go to her competitions. Mm-hmm. We don't go to all of them, but we go to some of them. And you know what? I feel really, really close to my 16-year-old sister Yeah, because we make an effort to be involved in her life. Mm-hmm. And she makes an effort to be involved in my kid's life. And I feel like just whatever it is that you can support them in, you should. And yeah. that will bring, bring, uh, bring your friendship just to that next level. Totally. You know? I have an amazing friend, actually, who I think is just so fabulous at this and really, really believes in this. Like she will, she will just like shout this idea from the rooftops because most of her very best friends are married and have children and she is single. She just graduated law school. She's like traveling all the time. I mean, just really an amazing person has so many hobbies and, um, such a fun person, but she's like, I, I don't want to lose all of my best friends. And also I want to feel like my wins and my big moments are just as important as their wins and their big moments, even though there's maybe more expected, like more the milestones, right? Yeah. Like the getting married and the having kids. And so she has shown up for her friends in those ways. Like she has been a bridesmaid. I honestly think like 17 times or oh something like she's been a bridesmaid loved. so many times. And, um, then when she graduated, she had all of these friends, even some like brought babies with them. All of these friends come to her law school graduation. Anyway, I love that you said that about, about celebrating each other. And I have to say too, if you're the one with the young kids, um, because I think we can all be guilty of this. It feels, it's just a very, very involved phase of life. Obviously having children, like they're always going to be on your mind, but truly having little kids like you don't get a lot of physical breaks from them and I think it's it's just very involved and probably we are all guilty of um taking a little bit more of the focus in a relationship or friendship if it doesn't look the exact same yeah way so I think being really conscious of that and if you want to maintain a friendship really showing your friend that you are willing to put forth effort even when it's not convenient yeah I think is important I love that also I feel like we're talking about this in context of if your friend is in a different phase of life. Yeah, sorry, yeah. But also, I feel like that completely applies if you're in the same phase of life. Like, I just think how we just had our event in November, and that was our first event. And we had a bunch of friends come to that, and the friends that came, that felt so... So special. It felt so meaningful to us. Like, I I know we felt so, so loved and supported. And not not that anybody that, like, 
tried to couldn't make it like that didn't feel good but just like the people that did show up that meant it meant a lot so so much yeah and I want to show up for my people the same way that my people showed up for me and I think that's when there's something to be celebrated you know like do not refrain at all from celebrating their big wins and I think you also mourn their losses with them and I feel like that's what makes a really true friend is when you can really really cheer each other on and have those vulnerable moments as well okay another question that we got was how to talk like with your friends how to not talk about mom and kid things and I thought this was such a great question because I actually had an experience where I I mean this whole podcast that's what we do so I mean (laughs) we just really can talk about mom and kid stuff (laughs) and I had an experience a couple months ago where I went to this group hangout and it was a new group that I didn't know I knew about half the people and not the other half and one of the people that I didn't know she was the only one in this entire group that didn't have kids and a couple people were pregnant and anyway, it was just like young moms, like everyone's just like talking about that phase of life. And you know, when you get, I think that's such a natural icebreaker when you get totally. to meet other it's moms. It's so bonding, you know, yes. like, oh, you have a kid, I have a kid, we can relate yes, to a lot of things. Totally. How old are they? What's their yeah. name? Yes. All the stuff. And, um, after I left, it just hit me like, oh my gosh, there was this girl and she didn't have any kids. And I bet she, felt like she didn't really have a lot to say and she probably felt like people weren't super interested anyway it wasn't that fun to listen to everyone talk no (laughs) no it was such a good reminder for me honestly I mean it's obviously a bad example but it was such a good reminder to just like get out of myself a little bit and especially um just be aware of those topics yeah on an outing but one of the things that this sounds um I don't know sometimes it sounds a little forced but I feel like as um I meet new people. I'm realizing like how impactful this really is, is as I'm on the way. And Johnny does this actually often, which if you know him, he, um, (laughs) he asks good questions. He asks really good. He's a great conversationalist and that he can let someone else talk the entire time and just like really dig in and like ask a lot of questions. And, um, as we're on our way to like a date night or if he's going out with a friend, he'll like sit down and be like, okay, I was thinking about asking them about this or what kinds of things do you think we could talk about? Anyway, I think just taking time to think about their life. What are the things that you know about them? What are things that they've told you in the past that you can follow up with and just kind of have like a little brainstorm session on your way to a hangout or whatever about with conversation topics, come up with questions that you could ask. It's honestly so sweet and so thoughtful. Totally. Um, this also made me think of, um, you and I are obviously in a cookbook club together and it reminded me you hosted like a year ago and I feel like you had just observed and I observed like just in general, it's really easy. You know, we can sit down and talk about pop culture all night, you know, just because we're girls and we can girl talk and it's fun and just like chat. We can definitely do that. But also, I feel like if we are really intentional about the questions that we ask and the conversations that we that we have, then it changes the feel of the gathering so much. And it also changes, you know, our relationships and um, like what feels comfortable to talk about. Anyways, you hosted one time and you had like conversation starters, like questions. And they were questions that were deep and thoughtful. And I feel like that just lends itself to much deeper conversation. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times we want to have these deeper, meaningful friendships, but it feels a little bit 
hard to get there or a little bit unnatural. And I, I loved it. You hosted a dinner and you're like, everyone pick a question and answer this question. And they were just thought provoking. And I think that it's just so important when you want to be close to someone to be really aware of, you know, what kind of things do you talk about? Because the things that you talk about are going to be the things that make up your friendship and the foundation that your friendship is built on. And so I think it's really, really important to be intentional about that. Yes. I specifically have thought about this with our cookbook club that now we don't let a time go that we don't answer a prompt and, you know, people will be like, Hey, I got to head out. And so it's like, okay, real quick, everyone answer this question. And I've thought like, not all of those relationships are super convenient for me. I think, you know, we live quite a distance apart between all of us and, um, not all of our kids ages match up super well and friend groups are different. And just like some of those relationships aren't necessarily convenient, but because we have this consistent, um, meeting that I can count on. And because we have this really consistent conversation to build our relationships off of, I'm at a place now where, although a lot of those relationships are more convenient than others, I have this really, really, really strong base friendship with every single person yeah. in that group that I probably wouldn't have had otherwise if yeah. we hadn't, you know, if we had just kind of like let the conversation go every week and talk about whatever, I think putting that effort in to, to be a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more meaningful, a little bit more intentional has really made a difference. Yeah, I totally agree. And one other thing that I... um love and and have thought about is we interviewed Kylie Devisser she was our first guest we interviewed her on like our second or third episode yes and she is truly just a really amazing friend and is like a talent of hers if you know her then you know this anyway um one of the things that she talked about that again I felt like wait that's like no that's cheating you're not allowed to do that (laughs) And I love it is she just said um, that she will keep notes in her phone about things that friends are going through. If somebody talks about something, she'll write it down. If she knows a friend loves a certain dessert, she'll write it down. And I love that. I thought that to um, be that kind of a friend, you just had to be the person who remembered those things because it was so important to you. And now I'm realizing, no, it can be so important to you that you write it down. Totally. Well, it's like what Johnny does and even taking it one step further and writing it down. Totally. I know. I think about that often and I... I have a note on my phone and it's a locked note so only I can see it and it just has like little notes to remember about my friends. So I know when it's this person's birthday, I know what their favorite snack is and I know what their favorite dessert is and I have it written down. I don't get it mixed up and I don't second guess myself. Yeah, I love that. Okay, somebody asked this question and I just wanted to talk to Britt about it. But somebody asked how to be inclusive and deep in friendships. And honestly, this is something that I think is really, really hard and I haven't figured out how to do it perfectly, but somebody gave this advice and I don't remember who, but somebody gave me this advice and it's something that I've been thinking about and I think is a really, really good rule of thumb is if it feels like there's one person that obviously should be there or there's one person that you keep thinking about, invite that one person. You know, one person doesn't really change the dynamic of a group very much at all. So if you ever are feeling that way, you know, it doesn't hurt to invite um, also I feel like if it is turning into, you know, inviting, <laughs> instead of inviting one person, you'd have to invite three and then they all bring their kids, you know, that completely changes the <laughs> commitment level and that completely changes the environment. And so I feel like you do, you know, it's okay to have a really, really intimate gathering and 
I think you can just, you know, maybe not post it on social media, maybe keep it on the down low. Like that's, that's fine. You don't have to invite everybody to everything, but if there's somebody that you feel like you should invite, you should. A hundred percent. And I think too, this for me is a great reminder that the best way to really deepen a friendship is one-on-one. Yeah. And one-on-one there's typically not going to be someone that feels left out. Yeah. Right? Like all of a sudden when there's a group of five people, okay, yeah, maybe there's a couple yeah. people that'll feel left out. Yeah. But I think like that is, I don't know, I think it can be difficult. It may be a little bit scary when you're trying to deepen a relationship. It takes the pressure off to have other people there. Yeah. But if this is like the line that you're trying to figure out, I always feel like, you know, the real goal of, de- or the real, um, way to deepen a relationship is to get to know that person on a personal level yeah and 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 no one's there's no one obvious person left out in a group of two people right totally so anyway I think about that a lot and then also um Paris and I were just saying I think just being in the type of friendships where you can be really authentic and be able to admit when you're feeling left out and also to be willing to have that conversation when another friend is feeling left out totally I think is probably the best way to go about this. Yeah. I know that we've had to kind of navigate that in our friendships. Yeah. And I think that that's just like honestly the healthiest way when you can get it out in the open and it doesn't feel like anyone's like hiding anything totally. or or building resentment, dealing with feelings that they can't discuss, you know. I also feel like it's just a really normal part of friendship, you know, especially if you have a friend group or you share friends and, you, you know, that's just like – it's so normal. It's just how it is, you yeah. know? Like, if I live in a different town and or a different neighborhood and they all get together and do something and I don't live in that neighborhood, so I didn't go... Like, it just... Yeah. It just is part of, I feel like, friendship in general. And it's something that I agree, like, you have to be open and honest about and kind of learn as you go and mm-hmm. just try and be kind and loving. And I feel like if you come at it from that point like it's not always going to be perfect but if you can be open about it then it's something you can figure out as you go yeah I agree okay this also makes me think um about a submission from another listener somebody wanted us to talk about how friendships can stall and then another person said um she was just wanting to know how you can deepen friendships but also have healthy boundaries at the same time So she was just saying, I feel like these days people are living so independently that a lot of people aren't looking for a really deep friendship. And I honestly think, I don't know, when I was reading this, I thought, okay, deep is relative, right? Like, what does that mean? It could mean something different to everyone. And if it looks like a ton of time spent, like, yes, that is going to vary greatly depending on the person. Yeah. But I think everyone wants deep relationships, even if they can't afford the time that you can afford. Everyone needs meaningful relationships in their life. But along those lines, I do think that, um, I think that this varies and especially this time of life, it can, it can be difficult to find that time. And I also feel like, um, this is another one of those things where you kind of have to navigate it as your friendship grows. Yeah. And I think being really open and authentic is, is important. I, Paris and I have talked about this, how Paris and Pierce are so, they're very social people. (laughs) You guys are social. We are pretty social. And they 
just move a million miles a minute. Like they, you do, they are just movers and shakers. They get stuff done. They have so many friends. They are fun, energetic people and have a busy schedule. And naturally my schedule is way slower. Like I just cannot even keep up with it. (laughs) I like to be home a little bit more. I, um, I don't know. I, I like to just move a little bit slower. And that has been something that I feel like Paris and I have navigated over the years of our friendship. We've had phases of life when, um, I, we, like when we lived across the street from each other, (laughs) I miss that so much. (laughs) We literally would see each other every single day. And then we've also had phases like, especially, Oh, the dark days. Um, (laughs) my postpartum with Wells, I mean, I've talked about how that was rough and honestly, like I just did not want to see anyone for a long time. And there was just like a phase where I feel like our friendship waned a little bit and we talked about it. And I feel like we've had to find this like really healthy balance where I know that Paris is going out and doing stuff all day long and getting together with a lot of mutual friends. And honestly, I would, I'm now at a place where I'm like so comfortable with our relationship. And I feel like I feel like I can be 100% honest. I know Paris is 100% honest yeah. with me that um, I'm so okay with that. I know that I like a slower pace and that's healthy for me and for my family and what's healthy for you and your family looks different and we respect each other in that way. Totally. And I feel like I can, we've been friends long enough now where I can say, okay, Brit's, Brit's not, not coming because she doesn't love me. Yes. She's not coming because she wants to be with her family or she wants to be at the slower pace. Like how what she how she shows love is different than how I show love totally just something that like you learn over time yes and Mm -hmm. also like going along with boundaries like if you wanted to hang out every single day (laughs) day all day Pierce and I'd be like okay sweet move on in (laughs) I'm gonna move on into the basement and like that's just not how you operate as much so you know I feel like we have that boundary and so you know what? Like, okay, you don't want to hang out all day. Okay, I'll have somebody else hang out with me. Other times too. You know, just like, I feel like that's just part of navigating friendship, like totally. realizing your needs and like, not every friend is going to fill every need for you, and that's just so healthy. And I feel like, just an important part of growing and learning. So important. And I feel like too, like we've been friends for four years now. Like that comes with a lot of growth. You know, totally. Like we're not. We're going to evolve. We're going to go through different phases. We're going to mm-hmm. go through different needs and. I feel like we just have to be open throughout that so that like that, that just comes with so much. And yeah. that's what that, that's what that entails. Yeah. Just learning through all of the things and being, com- being comfortable doing that. I also have to say, I feel like I agreed with her. I think that it's um, less common for people to be vulnerable and be open. And I just had a thought about that. I feel like, uh, I have friendships in my life now that I have craved for my whole life. And I've, I've had close friends and I have close friends from earlier in my life that I like love and cherish. But I feel like uh, I have never had like a friend group ever in my life until I became a mom. And I feel like, honestly, I felt like it was really, really, really hard to find. And... I felt like it's worth it's worth 
waiting. I mean, not, not that you can't have friends while you're waiting, but you know what? Like there are people out there that need you. And there are people out there that want to be vulnerable and that want to have deep friendships. And it is hard to find, you know, it's not something that is everywhere, but there are people that need you and that need your friendship. And they're so worth really working hard for because friendship does take a lot of work and it does take two and it cannot be one-sided and I just feel like it's so important that you keep trying and keep putting yourself out there and keep trying to connect and getting to know your neighbors and the people in your circle and just really working hard for it because it will it will come yeah I love that you brought that up and I think that that's important an important point to remember when somebody brought up and I think this is probably the most common feeling like everyone feels this way at one point um moving into a new place like moving into a new neighborhood and it feels like there's already friend groups established or um like a new church community and there's already friend groups established or you know whatever it is but like going into a place and feeling like oh this is kind of clicky like where do I fit and how do I make friends okay somebody asked about this very specifically yes and I think that what you said is like such an important thing to remember that truly truly like if you're if you are putting effort in and you feel like people really are just not reciprocating. I think just remembering that like cherishing the friendships you do have and, and put continuing to put forth effort, but remembering that like these, the, the right people will fall into your lap. Like totally. as you consistently put forth effort, it will pay you back over yeah. time. And also I think, I think the first part to that is I feel like, and it's not fair that this isn't the way things work, but I feel like we just assume, oh, the people with all the friends, they're the ones responsible for reaching out, right? Like they'll see me and notice that I need friendship and like they'll do the work because it feels like that would be fair. They're, they're, the, position, they're the position of confidence. Yes, yes. But that is just not how things work. Yeah. And real, I think really, I don't know, swallowing your pride and social anxiety and yeah. all the scary things that come with it and um, putting forth effort and being honest and saying, hey, I could really use a friend or, hey, I um, – I'm looking for connection at this time of my life. Would you be willing to dot, 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 get, you know, get, have a regular get together or, or, or you host something rather than just expecting someone to take you under their wing, just say, Oh, I like, would you like to come do this with me? Reach out to them because I, I just have to say, I have moved like 22 times in my life. I feel like I have a lot of experience at this. Um, like I have been the odd man out and had to be the new girl so many times in my life and I have honestly had to learn how to do that and I think it's really easy to just kind of wait to get invited but you you can't do that or I mean you can but it might be it might feel lonely I feel like you have to take initiative and invite and also if you're not if you have been inviting and you're not feeling that reciprocated you know you deserve to have friends that really value you and there is somebody that needs you and if you're trying and it's not getting reciprocated invest invest somewhere else because Mm -hmm. you you are like so special and you should have somebody that can see that and can reciprocate that and you know what honestly too everyone is going through their own things like you might not know what they're going through they might just not have that to give totally at at this time yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and And it has nothing to do with you totally it's not a reflection on you but there is somebody who needs who needs you and your skill set and your talents and 
that's so worth fighting yes I love that and I feel like lastly I had a thought that I wanted to share my last thought you probably have more you want to share but (laughs) um I was thinking about this you brought this up and it just like hit a nerve that friendships fill different roles in our lives and I think I mean I can't speak for men but I will speak for women that I think this is my favorite thing about women and female friendships that I truly truly love that I feel like my friends fill so many different roles in my life and I don't have one friend that I need to fill all the roles yeah but there are friends who I can talk to when I'm upset about something when I'm feeling hurt about something when I want fashion advice when I want home advice when I want parenting advice when I just need a listening ear when I want someone to cry with me when I want someone to laugh with me when I want someone to go on a last minute trip when I just etc 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 like that is my absolute favorite thing about friendships that there is someone to to offer you what you need in that moment. And I think just giving your friendships the time and experience to be able to figure that out and kind of find like, find your rhythm in, in those friendships and find the ways that you serve each other is like just one of the most beautiful things. I love that. Okay. I've been thinking about this quote throughout this whole conversation, but I saw somebody reposted a video of Jay Shetty who just came out with a book about love and I'm so excited to read it because we will read it and we will do an episode on it because we love to think like a monk but uh, in this video he basically talks about how we as a culture were so obsessed with romantic love and he talks about how a friendship can be such a deep meaningful like true true form of love and just what a significant and special role that can play in your life and like really that is such a true form of love and I just love that so much and I really feel that about my friends like I I love them and I feel like we have worked really hard to create a culture where it is a true true relationship and I just value that so so much and I'm so grateful for it and I feel like it's so worth the massive amounts of effort that it brings to have a relationship that is so deep and meaningful and just pays dividends in your life. Yeah, I totally agree. This is one of my favorite topics to discuss. I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like I am like constantly learning and growing and figuring out how to be a better friend. And if I have said it once, I've said it a million times, Paris is such a good friend. And I feel like has truly taught me how to be a good friend. So I'm grateful for her wisdom and advice in this, in this arena. Um, but I, I'm glad that we were able to talk about it again. And I just want to plug this because I'm really excited about it, that yes. we have another guest, an expert talking about friendship and I'm really excited to have her on and then we will do a like a big Q&A we'll get yeah. questions from our listeners and she'll respond to them all so just be looking forward to that but if you have any follow-up questions write them down so we can ask the real expert yes please thanks for listening we'll have you back on Kindred Conversations next week